This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yeah, kind of a weird Christmas season. I, everyone I've been talking to this week is all apprehensive and, and, and concerned that COVID's going to ruin Christmas again this year, Jim. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's this rumblings that the government might put out some advisories to limit the amount of households involved at uh, Christmas parties. I've heard four households. I've heard 20 people are the rumors. I don't know if there's going to be any mandates, but... Yeah, bars, restaurants, a little little on edge because they don't know if they're going to dial things back in that uh, sector. But the good news is there's studies coming out of South Africa about the new variant Omicron saying that vaccines are effective in preventing hospitalization. They're not very effective in preventing you from getting it. So you might get sick, but you won't get so sick that you'll need to go to the hospital. That's what they're saying right now. Obviously, it's a fluid situation. Uh, That data will be reviewed, and other scientists will look at it as we go here. But if it's... I'll take more transmissible and not killing people any day of the week. I mean, I hope that's what's going on, because at this point... The pr- I, I feel like people are burnt out from the precautions. So, I mean, I feel like the rules no longer... People are not taking them as seriously. So I hope that whatever's out there is less harmful because I don't think people are going to listen to the government this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough, uh, tough situation again. But just, uh, you know, do what you're comfortable with and protect yourself and... Be careful. Hopefully, hopefully this one is weaker and the next one's weaker and then eventually... We're all laughing about this whole situation. <laughs> remember that? Oh, wasn't the? Remember how mad we were at everybody and <laughs> how nobody had respect for their their fellow man. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, give it six months and we'll be right back there with something else. Movie theaters gonna be bumping this weekend. You got Spider Man back on the big screen. Spider-Men, yeah, if yeah. the rumors are to be believed, Jim. Yeah, this multiverse sucks in all the Spider-Men from all the different eras. I want to see this 60s Spider-Man show up, the corny, <laughs> cheesy one. I, I did see someone post on social media that they will be very disappointed because the rumor is, spoiler alert, just in case you, you don't have the internet and you haven't seen this already, uh, you got Tom Holland, who is the current Spider-Man. Rumor is that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, the past two Spider-Men, are also going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And someone posted, I will be very disappointed if they have three Spider-Men in this movie and they don't recreate the three Spider-Men pointing at each other meme. Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, totally. Yeah, it's like, you're Spider-Man, but I'm Spider-Man. Hold on, who's Spider-Man? Who <laughs> They've are you? got to. I hope so. They'll probably just they'll probably recreate it on the red carpet at the premiere, all three actors. I, I guarantee in one way it'll show up. I think the premiere was last night. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, it come- the movie's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah, you can see it in theaters tomorrow, but I guess the red carpet premiere is always a few days before. I, uh... I've been avoiding spoilers now at all costs. I watch the trailer, even though I keep saying I'm going to stop watching trailers for movies that I know I'm going to see anyways, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't resist. And, you know, you got the Sinister Six forming, Doc Ock, Electro, Lizard in there, Sandman. There is a lot of fan service, as they say, going on in this film. Mm -hmm. Which can be good, but it can also be like pandering and take away from the plot. So... 
I, I got my hopes up for this one. I'm ho- I'm hoping for the best. Early reviews positive. Uh, one thing I did see is if you can go see this in a theater, go see it in the theater because when the different characters pop up on screen, when the surprises do happen, the crowd reaction is almost as much fun as watching the movie. Hmm. Right? Because people are so amped up. They're hyped for this one. Yeah, yeah. That uh, could be a good or bad thing. I, uh, I, I, do like, I do like that Dr. Octopus. Yeah, I don't know what else that actor is on. He seems to be a well-regarded actor, whoever plays Alfred him. Alfred Molina? Yeah, they're always like, I can't believe he did a Marvel, like before Marvel movies were like a popular thing and a bankable project. But yeah, I don't, like every time he, he's back on the Spider-Man, people are like, such an established actor. What the hell else has he been on? He was in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. At the first scene, the start? Yeah, he was the yeah. guy who was showing Indiana Jones through the tunnel where he the big boulder comes. Yes. Okay, and <laughs> so I don't he was know. in Indiana Jones for eight minutes. <laughs> I mean, iconic scene, and he was great, but yeah, I don't know. Like, everybody always, oh, Alex Molina, whatever. Alfred Molina. Oh, yeah. What else has he been in here? Uh, Frozen 2? <laughs> Boogie Nights? He was in Boogie Nights. Okay. That's a great movie. Uh, Pink Panther 2? <laughs> Character actor, okay. I Dudley Do Right. You know, <laughs> he dies been, on that when I was a kid. He, he's been in some real Oscar bait, yeah. as they say. <laughs> uh, well, this is uh, this is going to be an event at the movie theater. If you've been waiting to go back, uh, this might be the one that gets you there. We uh, we, we should do a regular segment, Jim, on the show called Corrections from Last Hour. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty Uh-oh. much once an hour we're saying something that's that's incorrect or sure, sure. we're displaying our ignorance, right? Hey, the news moves real quick these days. <laughs> I made the mistake, and you never do this with with the superhero fan base, with the true movie nuts. You, you don't get something like this wrong. Uh-oh, what happened? Uh, you were talking about um, Dr. Octopus, Alfred Molina in the new Spider-Man No Way Home movie, right? Yeah. And and you were like, uh, what other movies he been in? And I said, trying to be Mr. Smart Guy, Johnny IMDB over here, I'm like, oh, he was in uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. No, he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You idiot. Yeah. First scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's helping Indiana Jones find that, uh, that gold little statue thing. Yeah. The confusing thing is it is a temple. And I would Pretty say it's the full of doom, too. There's a lot of doom kicking yeah. around. That giant ball, the, the That's darts. That's a ball of doom, dude. The darts that come <laughs> shooting out of the wall. Oh, the doom darts? Yeah. <laughs> doom everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that new Spider-Man comes out tomorrow. Everyone's excited about it. Here's some more Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, we all know he passed away tragically, uh, had a, a battle with cancer, and he was Black Panther in the Marvel Universe. They had since said they're not going to recast that role. There is an online movement, hashtag recast Black Panther, that is gaining a lot of momentum. And now Chadwick's brother Derek has come out and told TMZ, and he thinks Chadwick would want the character to live on. Of course, it's an important character. Yeah. Uh, Derek says he believes T'Challa, Black Panther, was bigger than any one person, and it's important for black kids to have that role model. And, and I, I, I agree. I, you know, we've lost Sean Connery, but he was the original James Bond. 
Yeah. We haven't forgotten about Sean Connery. Yeah, every Superman. I mean, Heath Ledger put in the best Joker performance we're probably ever going to see. There's been another Joker. Other great performances as the Joker, too. But yeah, it keeps going. We haven't forgotten Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, So who knows what will happen? They're filming Black Panther 2 without a Black Panther, apparently. Don't know how that's going to work, but... uh, but there's a chance you've seen these internet campaigns take off before. There's a chance Marvel might listen to this. The most iconic holiday film character. Who would you guess it is, Jim? The Grinch? Yeah, Scrooge? I, w- I would have said The Grinch as well. Yeah. Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, that's a classic. One. That's a classic. Been around longer than The Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, and if you think of like what, what just pops in my head, the the fur like one character, it's there's the Grinch or the Scrooge. I hate to say it, Grinch kind of a ripoff of Scrooge. In a way, yeah, yeah, it's like a, yeah, Doctor Seuss version of Scrooge. You're all grumpy, and yeah. then Christmas makes you change your your outlook. There. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, Scrooge was number one, number two. Good for this this living legend, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. That is a good one. Second most iconic holiday film character. Buddy from Elf is number three, Will wow. Ferrell. A recent recent one, you know. Beat out the Grinch. Grinch doesn't come mm. in until number four here. Wow. John McClane from Die Hard. Love here it. we go with the arguments. There's no argument. It's a Christmas it's movie? It's over. The argument's been settled. It was, it was settled 20 years ago. Does it make him a Christmas character? Just because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I don't know. Because the Die Hard thing continued and it wasn't always Christmas. So it's kind of evolved into its own thing. At first two, he he had bad luck around the holidays. Oh, boy. He? Boy, you never want to go to the airport on Christmas and a good we, a good year. I always wish that they kept it going. And like the, I thought maybe the third Die Hard would be in a shopping mall at Christmas time. I thought that would be pretty good. Do terrorists take the shopping mall? Yeah. yeah that would be good. Bad guys. That that's a child's fantasy too, getting locked in the shopping mall, kinda. You know, like uh, when you're a kid, you oh yo, I would go to Canadian Tire, I would go to the sports, you know, s- store, whatever, yeah. bulk barn, Dawn of the Dead, where they fight the yes. zombies and they after they get to utilize all the stuff to fight the zombies yeah. from the mall. And then there's a there's always a fun scene where they're like putting on funny hats. You know, at the stores. Ghost of Christmas present from Scrooge, number six. Gizmo from Gremlins, hmm. number seven. You you just said yesterday you've never seen Gremlins. No, I never have. Did you realize it was a Christmas time jam? I had no idea. It never gets brought up as a Christmas movie, I feel. There is, there's definitely some Christmas themes in there. Huh. The story Phoebe Cates tells about her dad at the start. Of I've heard the about movie. this. I've heard about that. But what I, like, I knew the Gremlins were a gift, but I never hear it revolving around Christmas. It, well, there, there's your excuse to watch it for the yeah. very first time. I was terrified of that movie when I was a kid. Watched it as an adult. They're basically just Muppets. <laughs> My grandma had a Gremlin. I didn't realize what it was until I was like 20 because I never saw the movie. But it was a tiny Gremlin toy. These things were terrifying. Like the plastic ones are like six inches tall, and it would always sit in the same spot in the basement. I'd have to like peek my head around the corner if I wanted to go down there. They're terrifying. Some grandmas collect like uh, Royal Dalton figurines. Your grandma's <laughs> collecting gremlins. If only there was some way to harness the power of the wind, Jim. Hmm. It looks like Stephanie from 90 Day Fiance may have done just that.
Yeah, this woman from the TLC show 90 Day Fiance apparently has made $45,000 U.S. in a single week by selling her farts in a jar online. Uh, You know what? I have heard of this before, though. Attractive women selling farts in a jar? Yeah, farts in a jar, used socks, random things that you think would be disgusting, but uh, people are into what do you do when you buy a a jar full of farts? Like, do you, you put it on a shelf and you save it because you've got a, a celebrity fart contained? Or <laughs> yeah, you collect. I figured you'd rip it open and take a whiff right away. But I think you've probably like crack it open just a bit, take a little. It's snuff, like a nice bottle it. of scotch. You don't want to drink it all in one sitting. No. Right? That's the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you start with the high-end fart, have a little, yeah, have a little yeah. taste, and then you you go to like a, a, a more inexpensive fart for the rest of the <laughs> of night. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you're already buzzed. <laughs> Seriously. She says she's sold 97 jars of farts. This is... This is an interview with In Touch Weekly. This is legitimate. Oh, I believe it. Like, you know, I want to say how embarrassing for her, but I mean, that's good money. Is the like, joke is the joke on her or is the joke on the people buying the farts? The joke is on the person who has to smell the fart. I don't care what they're into. That is always the who the joke is on, you know, technically. But, like, if you were this girl's dad or her brother, I don't know. That's what I'm, how I'm thinking so about it. So proud of you, honey. Yeah. I knew you had the spirit of an entrepreneur. But on the other hand, she buys you a boat for Christmas and you go, <laughs> well, maybe I am proud. Hey guys, today I'm going to be showing you a day in the life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar. So I like to get things rolling with some beans, a protein muffin, sometimes even a yogurt, less sugar is better, some hard-boiled eggs, and today I decided I was going to make myself a protein shake with some yogurt added to it, and oh, I was feeling it for sure. Uh, While I wait for those farts to develop, I like to read, I'm very smart, love to read, and then after I'm ready to go. I go ahead and, you know, do my work, do my job. I don't need to show you that, guys, but I like to add in little flower petals. I feel like they attach the scent and make it last longer. No, that destroys and the scent. And when I'm finally finished with my jar, I like to leave a personalized note. Now, why do people buy my farts in a jar? I honestly think it's because I have a really good personality <laughs> and also because I'm hot. Boy. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I, I love she she likes to point out that she's very smart and she's got a great personality because no one would buy a fart in a jar from an idiot with no personality. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> I what's just like this is all a performance. This video, her talking about what she's eating. I don't buy any like, what's stopping her from just like knocking on her condo neighbor's door or some dude and just be like, Hey, I need another I need another couple jars. Jerry just downstairs. Video games. Yes. You kick him back a hundred bucks a jar. <laughs> Your overhead is still, you're still crushing it. Well, is it like the pizza delivery where they put the sticker now so you can see if the seal is broken? You know that <laughs> yeah, they, the Uber Eats sticker. You, you know, the, the fart has been tampered with. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, peacock, cock. Let's take a look at sports. Peacock, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio is here, our sports guy. Uh, let's start with hockey here. Your boy, Austin Matthews. He's red hot. 13 goals in his last 10 games. Now has 20 on the season and is only three behind Leon Dreisaitl for the league lead. Matthews now tied with Alex Ovechkin. Uh, they both have 20. And it's just been in- incredible just to watch Austin Matthews after his slow start to
to the season. He didn't even play to start the season. Find his groove right now, and he's doing without Mitch Marner. He's just been an absolute beast. Well, where's Marner? What's his problem? He's injured. He's got a shoulder injury. How long is that going to keep him out? Couple weeks. I mean, it's it's. I mean, he's been playing most recently with Bunting and Kasha, and uh, the line's been working. What what I was actually thinking as I was watching the Leafs and the Oilers last night was, and it's not exactly this huge revelation, but it's like Austin Matthews does not need someone else for him to succeed. He's often being paired with, you know, William Nylander or Mitch Marner and people kind of view as, you know, someone else kind of feeding him or getting him going. But obviously he's Austin Matthews. He can do that himself. And he's been really jiving well with Bunting and Kasha. You know who else is doing well? Just need a little change, a fresh start. The Vancouver Canucks are on a roll. They have won five in a row under Bruce Boudreau, and a coaching change really helped them. I mean, here's the thing for the Canucks. They have a lot of offensive talent. We knew that. That was one of the big disappointments uh, with this season going the way it did to start. But Boudreau is known for being an offensive coach. You look at his time way back uh, when with the Washington Capitals and with all the offensive uh, players they had, Ovechkin obviously leading the charge there, he is known for offense. So he was a actually a pretty good hire, it looks like, for the Canucks to really uh, spark them and get them going. The Canucks fans love him too. They they started the chant, Bruce, there it is. <laughs> now Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. Hey! Rarely well, does you know the coach what? get the chant through the crowd. You know what? He he. Everyone is just so tense out in Vancouver. Boudreau is one of those guys who is you know he's he's not like you know a, a John Tortorella type, right? Where you walk in, he walks into a room, and you're like your your butt just kind of tightens a little bit. He's a, <laughs> he's a fun guy to be around, and I think he's just allowed everyone just to relax, play hockey, have some fun, and is working. Maybe maybe uh, Bruce isn't a fan of the song after all. It, it certainly is nice coming into a new town and, and having a, a little bit of success. I wish they'd stop singing that stupid song, though, in the stands. Bruce, there <laughs> it is! All right, now, Bruce, there it is! Embrace it, Bruce. Caca. Kudos going out to Steph Curry. He made NBA history last night. Most career three-pointers of all time. Here's Curry for the record! Three-pointer, number 2974, the man who changed the game, the igniter of the three-point revolution in the NBA, and now he stands alone at the top of the three-point list. And he's not done yet. No, right? not even close. So it'll be interesting to see how far he can take that. Three-pointers, <laughs> 2,974 in his career. He really did change the game. It's, it's insane. He started shooting super deep threes. Now everybody is just chucking them up from anywhere. I, it must be crazy to try to teach kids basketball now because they must just be chucking them up from half court. <laughs> Steph Curry! <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're worth more points. It makes sense. It does. <laughs> I mean, it, it honestly, it's like broken the game. It's it's wild what happened, but good on him. Nice little feather in the cap for Steph Curry. And speaking of headwear, uh, Shaq last night on the NBA broadcast was wearing a wig, 
Why was he wearing the wig? Here's his explanation. Shaquille O'Neal, I know there's got to be a story behind this. Yeah, he's a damn idiot. <laughs> you promise not to laugh? I promise. I was leaving my house the other day and a hawk attacked me. You didn't get attacked oh, by a stop it. Look, oh, I'm going to show you. See, look, I'm going to show you. Zoom in. Oh, so God. you put a wig on? Bro, I, I can't be sitting over here with a Band-Aid on my head. So oh, instead of a bandaid, that makes you look better How with that wig How did it really on. happen? Okay, I was walking and I didn't see the exit sign. <laughs> it scraped a chunk of meat out of my head. <laughs> Tall people problems. <laughs> the wig is a gigantic fro, by the way. So not not even a subtle wig. Uh huh. <laughs> he scraped his head on an exit sign. That's how he really did it. <laughs> He's yeah, tall. He's yeah, I, it blows my mind seeing him stand next to people still to this day. He's he's a very tall man. <laughs> Two band-aids on top of his head. You'd think it wouldn't be an issue though if you just sat up straight. Like he's taller than everybody. Yeah, nobody Nobody's see. gonna see the band-aids, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Just put two under the eye like Nelly and just call it a fashion statement. I wanna see you peacock. Cock, cock, you Time peacock, for sports cock, with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. And we talked about this a couple weeks back when it happened. Obviously, uh, Hamilton Ticats fans, very passionate, especially with the uh, the rivalry they have going with the Argos. And, and after the East Division final, some things got a little bit physical between some Ticats fans and members of the Argos organization. We're now seeing some fallout from that. It looks like the Argos are in more trouble than the fans. Yeah, the Toronto Argonauts have fired their vice president of player personnel, John Murphy. Uh, this as a direct result of his altercation with fans following the East Division final. You're telling me a guy can't have an altercation these days without losing his job. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Did you see a good angle of it? Because we saw some cell phone camera videos, and it looked very crowded. It was tough to see. Did he actually strike the fan? Where's the line that you can't cross when it comes to dealing with fans when you're a part of a sports team? There is video that shows him getting into a physical altercation with a fan. He also allegedly used a uh, homophobic slur oh, no. as well. And uh, there is one video also that shows him initiating everything. So it's not as though he was responding, somehow defending himself. He started it. And uh, when you look at the, the video, there's a lot of bit different angles. There's only one clear uh, way this could go. Yeah, I think bottom line, you're a professional athlete. You can't be putting your hands on the fans. That's just the way it is. Uh, I think we have to realize that. Unless the fan hits you first. Like, remember that Ty Domi fight when he fought the guy who fell into the penalty box? That guy fell into the penalty box. You can't go into the stands. For players, for you know, front office uh, uh, folks, for everyone, even for fans, like if you're fighting in this way, we're, we're just adults. Like This is like supposed to be a civil society. If this is how you're going to act, you can do it, just not at the stadium, and you're going to be gone. So uh, to me, the only real surprise is it took this long for them to make this decision. Obviously, you want to do a proper review, but there was no way this was ending in any other instance based on all the evidence that we've seen. Tis the season for tipping. Tipping people that you don't usually tip. There's a lot of them. I know my wife was putting together um, some cards with with little gifts in them for the teachers and the daycare providers that we have in our life what do you what kind of tip Lickbo? Uh, i think it was like one of those multi-restaurant gift card yeah. things. Sorry montanas to, or whatever yeah sorry to ruin the surprise there <laughs> <teachers>. crossing guard <laughs> 
Um, yeah, crossing guard. Oh, we have to get one for the... I keep forgetting who we should be tipping. The Wait. piano teacher showed up yesterday, and she brought us a box of chocolates, and I was like, oh, boy. Uh, Uli, does Grayson have at least one more piano lesson before Christmas? Because we got to get this lady something. <laughs> <laughs> or not just because they get you something i know i know but like it's nice how about this tipping story a waitress in arkansas says she was fired from her job after receiving a four thousand four hundred dollar tip because she refused to split the tip with the entire staff the customer specifically said she should get half of the tip and split the rest amongst the staff Huh. But the restaurant manager said, no, no, that's not our policy. We pool all tips. So we're taking all that money and we're going to split it amongst the staff. She's like, no, you're not. And they said, well, you're fired then. Mm-hmm. First off, I hate that policy because anytime I tip, I want it to go to the person I was talking to who's served me and whoever I'm with. That's the whole point of the tip. I'm okay with the percentage. You're like the the kitchen people, they did, you know, they don't have the opportunity to be out there interacting because you're working hard in the kitchen preparing your food. That's fine. But the other waitresses, there's, there's no need to, to pull all the tips and then, then split it with all the other waitresses or waiters. That's because stupid. there could be another waitress serving another section that's terrible. Exactly. Or and you had her last week and you hated her or what? I hated him, whoever. Yeah, and you've got the good. You've got the good server this time around. You want them to feel the love. Yeah, that's the whole point of tipping. You know. But if the if the policy if the policy is there and this and the and the server knows that all tips are spread amongst all staff, that I don't think. She really has a leg to stand on. We are tipping a total of four thousand. It was an incredible thing to be able to do to see the service reaction and to know what that meant for her and the impact it's had on her life already. I was to give my cash over to my shift manager to be taken, and then that I was going to be taking home twenty percent. So that was the guy who did the tipping at the start there. Boy, he sure made a big production out of yeah, it, Yeah, eh? like it's a bit. Oh, could I have your attention, please? <laughs> look at me. The camera's I'm out. tipping $4,400. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. And return to your business. Yeah. Thank you. But continue to bask in the glow of my generosity. <laughs> That doesn't the customer have a say? Like if the customer specifically says, I want this portion of the tip to go to the server, does that not trump the the policy that's in place? In my, like, technically, you know, yes, but you, I don't know. You put it on a credit card, you know, the tip, you're letting the you know the the boss then have control i want to know if the manager gets a cut of this because then there's there's a conflict of interest yes yes so if he's getting a cut which the manager never should should be the serving staff but if he's getting a cut i am i'm really mad that's how i'm gonna start tipping (laughs) cling a glass ding 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 um could i have everyone's attention i have just tipped eight 15%. (laughs) They say 10 is necessary, 15 gratuitous, 18. Next level. Call me Elon. Go back to your business. (laughs)
Talking about tipping, specifically the story out of the U.S., a, uh, a waitress got a tip, $4,400, $4,400. And then she got fired because she refused to split it with the entire staff after the customer specifically designated half of it to her. The manager said, no, no, you got you to gotta split this with everybody. And we've got a call here. Someone says there's more to the story that, that we uh, we didn't mention here. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? I read about this story yesterday you guys are talking about, and you kind of got it, got it a little bit wrong. What's that? There was, there was 44 people that all tipped $100, gave her $4,400, and it wasn't part of their restaurant to give it to the other employees. The manager said that she was to give the rest of the people the part of uh, part of the forty four hundred dollars. Then the people ended up finding out about this, and they were pissed because she was she deserved the forty four hundred dollars. So they started a GoFundMe page, and it's up to ninety seven hundred dollars. Oh. Well, now so I, don't, this, I don't feel bad for. Her. Where did this manager yeah. think he was going to get away with this? Now all of a sudden we have to split the tips. Like, how stupid exactly. can you be as a people person or a manager of people to not know that's going to blow up in your face? And yeah, I exactly. I think he probably got a cut from that, right? Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she had to. She ended up only going home with twenty two hundred dollars. But do you think the manager got some of that money? Oh, yeah, for sure he did. Hmm. Greedy. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, so once, once, once yeah, cash is involved, yeah. everybody's, yeah, the, their true colors come out. Yeah, so the 40 people that end up finding out about this, they were, they were absolutely pissed right off. So they started a GoFundMe page, and yeah, it's up to like 9700 bucks for <laughs> 9700 97000 yeah. Ninety-seven hundred. Oh, okay, that's still, still pretty good. good. Still good. Yeah, ten grand is ten grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. You don't have to split with people at work. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to split it with the government, and then GoFundMe <laughs> gets their cuts, and then yeah, exactly. the bank takes a you know e transfer fee. You're still your tips. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just wanted to let you boys know that. Yeah, that's actually uh, that's actually what happened. Okay. So. Here's a good suggestion on text message from David, who works at Orkin Pest Control. David says, I don't know about uh, uh, if this works at all restaurants, but when I give a tip, I always make sure the server knows that it's not a tip. It's a gift for them specifically. So some semantics may get you around. Yeah. Here, I'd like to give you this gift. Here's your tip, and here's your gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tip them on the credit card machine, but always gift the cash. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Give the cash. If they got quick hands, they can make that cash disappear into their pocket pretty quick. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.